Hello, everyone. Welcome to Route 66 edition of Talkin' Tunes. Today we have with us Hunter Flanagan. Hi, Hunter. How are you doing today? Ah, uh, pretty good. Can't complain. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. It is a pleasure to have you. You are an amazing young man. 16, is that uh -huh. correct? No, I'm actually 21. I don't know why people keep 21? thinking I'm way younger than I am. 16? Yeah. All right, the I have no idea. has it wrong. Look, all right, I embarrass myself if I don't do research, and I just embarrass myself if I did. So, see, this is why I don't do research. Um, yeah, you can't win for losing. I'm telling you, like, I, I have recently added, like, a question. I totally let my show be completely organic and... I made it specifically that way because I love it just being like two friends getting to know each other and let it be completely organic in what we talk about. So I specifically don't Google or internet search anybody. I let things just come naturally. Um, so one of the questions I love asking people is like, what's been your like most embarrassing musical happening or whatever your career you know may be well i now have a story to add to that my guest last week has a very famous family and i had no clue and i was like i'm like so embarrassed like i was like this is proof that i don't google who my guests are <laughs> i love it <laughs> but i do know a little bit about you you were on one of my favorite shows. Like you had the a nightly news. I think, and unless again Google was wrong, did you have like a role on Outer Banks? I did. Yeah, season one. All right. Yes. All right. We're gonna talk about that. Your music. Everything else. So much to talk about that we've got to cram in this hour. You are such an amazing artist. I have been listening to your music this morning and yesterday and for quite a while because I am obsessed with Annabelle. Like, that is my favorite really? song of yours right now. Yes. I know that we're supposed huh? to be highlighting Broken today, and I love that song, but, like, I'm obsessed with Annabelle. Well, I'm happy to hear it. I actually, I'm, uh, I know you said prepare a couple of original yeah. songs. I'm not doing Broken or Annabelle. I'm doing my first original song that I released yeah um and i'm actually doing one that i just wrote a couple days ago it's gonna be my first time playing it for anyone except for like on my facebook page so okay getting new I stuff i fun fact yeah. about me anybody that watches the show or follows i love when we get to hear unreleased stuff so yeah. all right well i'm gonna let you kick the show off with whatever song you want to do so tell us the title how it came to be whatever you want us to know about it set it up for us all right. Um, I guess I'll start with the unreleased one because uh, I want to make everybody sad today. Oh, um, okay. I've learned I can only write sad music, apparently. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, so I'm about a year ago. Sorry, I'm putting the words up here because I literally just wrote it. Uh, so about a year ago, um, my grandmother, who is literally the reason that I play, she's the reason I sing. She was practically my best friend growing up. Uh, she passed away a little over a year ago now. And I was you are making a cry. <laughs> I know. I, was, I, was, I saw that post on your Instagram, and that picture was so, so touching. Um, 
not to take away from your story, just to add to it, because I know I'm going to relate to this song because I lost my grandmother in God, I'm going to get emotional already. I lost my grandmother a little over a year ago as well. Um, so I know where you're going with this. Um, that picture, when I saw it on your Instagram, like it touched me so much. Um, all right, I'm going to shut up because I'm going to start crying. I'm going to let you tell your story. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, cr crying doesn't work in a podcast. It doesn't travel well. I know, right? And you're starting this off this way. We should have ended this way, but go ahead. <laughs> hey, I've got a funny one coming up. Don't worry. Okay, okay. But um, no, so I actually made a joke uh, a few days ago because I was making, because I know, uh, I think Morgan Wallen just released a song like for Mother's Day about his mom. And one of my favorite songs is the Cody Jinx song called Mama Song. And I said, man, no one ever writes grandmother songs. And then I stopped for a second. I was like, man, my grandmother, because of how much like she was a part of my career, she would have adored like having a song about her. So I yeah. decided to write one. So uh, let's see how it goes, Anna. All right. I love it. Yes. <laughs> I should probably say, uh, the song is called Don't Forget to Write. By your bedside, mama's out back, shame smoking Marlboro lights. Don't know when it's coming, but it's coming soon. We're here crying on down the hall. Somebody just made their last, last call. You're still hanging on, that's just like you. You're the last to go out in a room shake Ground it open up to be an earthquake But just one little breath and you were gone You were larger than life and art of mine You said it's your time but I gladly give you mine Just spend one more day here before you go I know you always liked it when I sang so goodbye, don't forget to write, enjoy your wings. You've been a year or so gone now, daughters and grandkids all hang around once. In a while we get drunk and talk about you. Great grandkids are so grown, still ask every day when you're coming on to visit. They say hi, the song reaches you. Expected the lights to go out in a room shake, ground it open up, start an earthquake, but just one little breath and you were gone. You were larger than life and art mine. Said it's your time, but I gladly trade your mind. Just spend one more day before you go. 
fishing more and more every single day. So goodbye, don't forget to ride your way. Saying goodbye to words like hell. I know there's no turning back. Say at the time, don't wait for anyone. You make the most what you have. And I know you're up there laughing. Watching us try to just move on. Late at night, I still think about you. That's why I wrote this song. Get the lights that go out and the room shake Round and open up, start an earthquake But just one little breath and you are gone You were larger than life and our minds Said it's your time but I could gladly trade your mind Just spend one more day here before you go Sorry. It's more, more every single day. So we love you, don't forget to ride all your plans. I like the canned applause. <laughs> I broke the host. Oh no, what do I do? <laughs> Can we just take a moment for all the grandmas out there? Um, wow, Hunter. Um, I don't know how you got through that, dude. Uh, repetition. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, I need you to send me the words to that song. Um, that was amazing. Oh, my God. Um, the part where you got choked up at at the end, um, you were larger than life. I was trying to write it down, and I... I got lost in my head there. You were larger than life. Spend another day with you. I can't remember exactly what, mm. like that got to me. Um, I think about that so much. And when you first said the title of the song, don't forget to write. I immediately went there with my grandmother. Like, I think it's a grandmother thing or maybe that era that they were, that they grew up in. Like, they were all about pen and paper, like, writing notes, oh, yeah. writing writing thank you cards, writing letters. And I first thought that's where you were. Look, my makeup's all over my face. Um, so is mine. Okay. <laughs> and I first thought that's where you were going with that. Like, don't forget to write, you know, don't forget to write me, you know. And then I think that, you know, I don't know why I wasn't thinking, okay, you're a songwriter, you're a singer. So, you know, was she telling you, don't forget to write your songs? Don't forget to keep writing. And, but I guess that's the beauty of art. That's the beauty of being a songwriter. I can take it my way. Like, don't forget to write me. Don't forget to keep writing to your loved ones, whatever. 
or in maybe in your case, and I don't know how you meant it. Tell I'll let you tell me, but um, or in your case, your grandma's telling you, don't forget, keep on writing, boy, because you're good at it. You know, um, I don't know what what was going through your head when you wrote it. I know it was like a tribute to your grandma, and that was so beautiful. So. What was your meaning to that? Was it keep on songwriting or keep on writing those notes to people that you love? So it's a little bit of both. Um, yeah. So actually the original intent from it was I wanted to write a song that kind of encapsulated how we all felt. Cause my grandmother was like the matriarch of our family. Yeah, she, mine too. Like I actually, I stole, I stole the, the first line in that chorus from my aunt. Cause like we kind of all sat around after she passed away and said, you know, we didn't expect her to just be gone. We expected the clouds to open up and there to be lightning striking everywhere. And, you know, God to come down from heaven and just the, yeah. the end of the world to happen. And then yeah. we didn't imagine that one minute she'd be here, one minute she wouldn't, and the world would be exactly the same. No one else would even know something happened. Right. So, um, the original intent was kind of the same reason I have in that second verse saying uh, your great grandkids still ask when you're coming home mm -hmm. to kind of show that it's even a year later, we still don't fully grasp that she's gone. So when I wrote that originally, it was just, it was just that it was us saying, you know, goodbye. We love you. Don't forget to write, trying to pretend that, cause we always had a running joke. Cause I was really yeah. close with my grandmother. Uh, when I was younger, we had a running joke that if she passed away when I was young, we were just going to tell, they were just going to tell me that she went on a vacation and just never tell me that she passed away and just send me letters. So oh, it kind of, wow. it kind of grew off of that. But, um, but the more I wrote from it, I do like that other, I, I, I it wasn't intended, but I do hope that I'm a, a good, a good enough songwriter that somewhere deep down, I thought that second reasoning with the, uh, telling her don't forget to write. Cause I, yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know. That's one of those songs that I didn't really think about it when I was writing it. It just, I literally, I was riding home from a show uh, day before yesterday. Yeah. Um, uh, the day before Mother's Day. Yeah. Sorry, Saturday. And it just, and it came to you. Like, that was literally that, the whole, yeah. yeah, the whole first verse just in its entirety with the plot or with the, uh, with the melody and everything just all kind of hit all at once. And I was like two hours away from home. So I, uh, my mom went with me to that show and I, I didn't want to tell her what I was writing. And I was like, just don't, just don't talk to me for the next two hours. I'm not mad. <laughs> I just can't forget this. So how did you do it without letting your mom know if you're writing like the lyrics and the melody and everything? How did you like, you're just like, I just, I told her, I told her I was writing a song and I didn't want to forget this line that I had in my head. She was like, Oh, well, I can, I can get on my phone. I can write it down for you. And I was like, No, 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 no. She was like, Well, why haven't you record it? Yeah, I was driving. That makes it even harder. Yeah. Cause like usually if I, cause most of the time, that's always how it works. You have all the best ideas when you're riding in your car and you can't get access to a pen or anything. So usually what I'll do is I'll set my phone up where like my GPS is and I'll just turn on like an audio recorder and I'll right. just talk to it. Yeah. But I didn't want to do that with her in the car because I wanted it to be a surprise for like my mom and my aunts, you know, just for yeah. them. Wow. Okay. So have they heard it yet? Yes, uh, they have. Um, cause I posted a rough cut of it straight to, uh, to Facebook and just kind of tagged them all in it. Yeah. And immediately I got a call from my aunt Lori of just her ugly crying into the phone saying, 
I hate you, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so obviously I don't go to Facebook much either, or I would have heard it. Um, but yeah, I didn't. Um, I went. I kind of wish I would have, and I bet it would have been. Can't talk. And I would have been a little bit more prepared today. But oh my gosh! All right, that is amazing. So, do you plan on being? God, I, you've like totally messed me up. Um, do you plan on that being your next single? Um, yeah, actually. See, I've I've wrote a good few songs in the hiatus between my last three singles and now. So I'm hoping to put together a small, like, little EP or something, if I can. Uh, if not, if it doesn't come to be, then I'll just release them as a bunch of singles. I mean, who knows? That's kind of, I think that's how music is kind of going anyways. I'm seeing more and more people just release singles because it's easier to market a single at a time. Yeah. That way every song gets yeah. its due diligence. It's definitely... But, you know world but i still i think it's my age i'm still like a tangible record person yeah. i love yeah. that vinyls are coming back in i love when oh yeah my my, my big scroll was right over there <laughs> yeah i love when you released broken and annabelle that you did an ab side um so yeah. i absolutely love that um hint hint if you want to release like a tangible record i can put my hands on i'm trying to find somebody that can press that single into a record i'm trying so hard because i love the i did the album art literally just on my floor here and i'm so proud of it and i just want yeah. i broke a glass for that album okay and it was one of my favorite glasses so it better be on a record oh wow that is crazy so you did that whole album album what i don't people i'm sorry i don't know what's wrong with me today um you did that, the artwork yourself. Um, yeah, actually. So the artwork for World's Going to Hell and the Broken uh, single, I did all the artwork. And for Broken and Annabelle, I actually recorded them all myself. All the instrumentation and everything was recorded by me upstairs. All right. What can't you do? All right. You're a singer, songwriter, producer, literal artist, actor. I mean... Jeez. I, I also I also help teach scuba diving on the side. I don't know if I should. Let's throw something else in there. Help teach scuba diving. All right. Jack of all trades. And I, and I beekeep. <laughs> you beekeep? That is insane. I think that is like one of the coolest. Th I got to write that down. You're a beekeeper and a scuba, scuba diver instructor. I'm never scuba diving, by the way. Um that like scares me to death. Um, I've kind of scuba dive. We're coming back to the beekeeping thing. I haven't forgot about that, but I've not ever like went down deep in the ocean scuba diving. That scares me. Cause I'm afraid I'm going to like get eat by a shark. Um, I know that's like a crazy, it's not illogical. That is a logical fear. Um, I hey, more killed by cows every year. For real. Is that a real, that is a fact. really? That is a fact. Owls than sharks. More people were killed by cows. Like what? Trampled by them? I don't know, but it's a fact. And falling vending machines. More people were killed by vending machines every year than, okay. than sharks. How do you come up with all these weird statistics? Look, when when you're dealing with people who want to learn how to scuba dive but are afraid of sharks, you have to know these facts. Okay, the obesity crisis is killing Americans in more way than one. Oh my God, I love you, Hunter. That is so.
so funny. Oh my god. Okay, I love that. Um, all right, I have to gather myself before I come back to that. That is hilarious. Fun facts. I love this. All right, if you want to know the strangest fun facts, just DM Hunter. He's got the strangest fun facts for you. All right, I love that. Um, all right, now you totally made me lose my train of thought with questions. Oh, we were talking about scuba diving. Okay, so I did when I was on a um, cruise excursion one time. We did like this um, power snorkeling, like I don't even think you can call it scuba diving, but we were on like this power snorkel thing. It looks like a underwater scooter that you sit on, and then this like oh yeah 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 over yeah, yeah. you. So your head's not underwater, but you are underwater. But you only go like eight feet down. So it's really cool. Yeah, I know what you Those little yellow yeah, things. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's really cool that you're not just like snorkeling under the surface. So you're eight feet down. So you get to see some cooler things that you wouldn't just see under the surface. But you're not a hundred feet down. And yeah. So I handled that okay. And I didn't see any sharks. So I was all good. But... I used to think it would be really cool to go like in one of the cages and go down to where I would be safely away from the sharks. But then I've watched too many movies where the cages break loose and you're stuck down there and then you become shark food. And so, yeah, I'm scared to do that. Someone watched 47 meters down too many times. Exactly. Um. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so I did a I did a shark feeding in the Bahamas last September, and there was no cage. Uh, we just went down, and they ate like a big bait ball, and we just gathered around and we watched them. And it was the coolest thing in the world. The thing that no one warns you about sharks is, other than like bull sharks, which are kind of mean, and maybe great whites, but they're like way in cold water. Um, they're like underwater golden retrievers. They are they literally just want to see what you're doing. And a scuba diver, they're actually kind of afraid of you because they see this big thing with a bunch of tubes hanging off of you and bubbles coming out, and they think you're a bigger predator. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they avoid us. Hmm. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. I, I have this feeling like they would sense my fear and come after me because of that. I don't know. I'm a horse lover, so, like, I know horses can sense your fear, and so I feel like sharks would sense my fear and they would react to that, huh. that could be yeah I, I grew up with horses too and i totally get that um the only animal that i could say underwater that can sense your fear are the small fish like i've never been attacked by a shark but like little like find a nemo looking dudes yeah when you're on a roof they will they will come at you and they will attack your mass they're mean yeah 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 and i don't know jellyfish oh my god jellyfish are ooh. them little things are they're mean. They're rough. But I mean, yeah. they don't like come at you to attack you. They just, if you get swim by. by a jellyfish, it's by accident because they'd like just come up against you. At least I think that's the case anyway. Hmm. I don't know. Luckily, I've never been stung by a jellyfish. It's weird because I love the beach. I love the ocean. But it's like every time I'm in the ocean, I'm like paranoid because I know all the ocean life that's in there. But it's like, as long as I don't see you, I'm good. But then again, it's like, I'd rather be like, I don't know, some Caribbean place where the water is clear and I can see what's in there so I can avoid you. But then again, if I see it, like, 
I'm not going to outswim you. So what good is it if I see you? <laughs> yeah, you, you just don't want to be in their neighborhood at 65 feet down. I got you. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to stay when it's like, you know, knee to waist deep, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> All right, beekeeping. What got you into beekeeping? That's pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, I started beekeeping. Um, I had a weird sense of consciousness because like when I was like, I don't know, maybe like 16 or 17, all those stories came out about colony collapse disorder and how the bees were dying and how we have to save the bees. And I just didn't really warn my family. Just one day we, my mom got a frantic call from the post office uh, of a woman who, who she sends our mail. She's one of the sweetest women in the world out in Bowden. She calls frantically and tells my mom, Hey, Hunter has a package and it's bees. <laughs> so I had to go into the post office and pick up a package of bees. And, and, and literally none of my family knew this was going to happen. <laughs> what? what a way to shock your family. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the worst part is, like, my mom's, like, allergic to bees, so I probably should have warned her up front. Uh, but we had a lot of land in the house where I grew up. So, like, I put them, like, you know, a couple acres away. She's fine. I get the feeling that, like, there's never a dull moment in your house. You nah, keep, I hate downtime. You keep your parents on their toes, I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah. The day I moved out, I swear they threw a parade. <laughs> now, are you an only child, or do you have siblings? No, I have an older brother uh, who's about 10 years older than me, and we are night and day. He did all, like, the, the typical southern redneck stuff he you know did the high school thing chasing girls going to bonfires and i did scuba diving and beekeeping and am a musician so yeah opposite ends of the spectrum oh yeah i totally get that that's me and my sister i mean there's only two and a half years difference between her and i but we are opposite is and not that she doesn't like people don't misunderstand she does she loves people but i'm like the people person talking you know doing this kind of stuff and nurse by profession and she's an accountant she's a numbers person so it's like yeah we're two complete opposite people so i totally get that um what got you into music to begin with so getting into music i that's such a hard question i always tell the same story because i nothing really got me into music i uh like there's footage of me at 16 months old doing all the songs and dances to wizard of oz oh wow. like my grandmother was my grandmother was a musician my mom was did like a lot of plays like, she played annie and stuff like that and, like i came from a family especially on my mom's side of musicians yeah and so music was kind of just a natural thing for me and we always sang in the car and we played like radio roulette where we would turn the radio on seek and the first person to recognize the song and sing along to it one oh, um and yeah so i just I, my first time singing on a stage was probably six years old there was a little uh there was a little contest going on in our town and i was like i told my mom i said hey i want to get entered in the singing contest she said cool 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 i'll enter you um can you sing? And I said, I think so. <laughs> and then it kind of just stuck from there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think so. We'll find out. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I, I mean, I, I did win it. I won it. So yeah. that's something. Yeah. Well, you have um, quite a few awards under your belt. Under your belt. I mean, when I say I didn't Google and do all that kind of search, obviously I didn't. But, of course, Jill sent me information. So, you know, I have hmm. the information that she sent me. So, you have won 
quite a number of awards and got numerous accolades under your belt already and sung with some pretty infamous people. I mean, you've done some pretty impressive things already in your career. And I mean, yeah, a lot of bribery. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bribery. That's hilarious. Okay. So uh, we're going to get back to music, but I have to like, this is a good part to interject and talk about Outer Banks for a minute. Um, so how did you get the role on Outer Banks? Um, since you mentioned bribery, did you bribe your way on the set or how did that happen? That's exactly what happened. No. Um, so it was a really cool thing. Uh, I have an acting agent. Um, and I, like I do, I do SAG acting. I don't, I don't mess with things. I don't really have lines anymore. Um, and I, I literally, I kind of, I'm very picky, since I do acting more as a hobby, I'm very picky and choosy with what roles I choose to audition for. Yeah. And they sent in a thing for Outer Banks, and they, they didn't tell us what it was. I think it said OBX. Um, and, of course, it was the show had never come out before. I had no idea what it was going to be. And yeah. they said, look, do this, and do this audition of you, like, telling somebody to jump off a roof at a house party. So I went way over the top, and I showed up to the audition with a pineapple button-up that was unbuttoned, shirtless underneath, and swim trunks and sunglasses. And I walked into a very, very, like, sterile work environment like that. And everybody else is wearing, you know, sweaters and nice button-ups and everything. And I showed up looking like a beach bum, and I played it off. And they said, yeah, we love it. And then they offered, you know, to ship me to Charleston and pay for my hotel and everything. And... I had a great time. And one of my biggest claims to fame is like half the main cast of that show follows me on Instagram because they were all just little indie actors before that. And yeah. I spent the entirety of that set between scenes, pulling out my guitar and entertaining them, whether they liked it or not. Yeah. Well, you know, and obviously the way you showed up for the audition is what got you the part. And it's crazy that you had no idea what it was, what it was for and that's how you showed up for it. Well, they said beach party, so I just kind of ran with it. That's my normal wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I So did you end up loving the show? I haven't seen it. Are you I haven't watched it. I, like, once a week, someone sends me a screenshot of my scene, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I just saw you in Outer Banks. And I'm like, yeah, cool. That's more than I can say for myself. Hunter Flanagan. Dude, I, I, gotta I, watch. I'm, it is awesome. I'm a Western boy. I like movies like Clint Eastwood, The Man with No Name. I'm rewatching Mash right now. I like older stuff. I, I, I'm not a Western fan, really, in, except until you come into like modern day westerns like Yellowstone. I don't even know if you can call that a western, but like I'm not into like the old timey westerns. Um, but I do love Mash. I can see. If they if they ever like brought Mash back and did like a, um, I, shoot the word just left me. If they ever did like a redo of Mash, oh my God, I could so see you fitting in that. You would be like a perfect yeah. character to play in Mash. Oh, okay. Um, I I, I had this discussion. My age, I remember watching Mash before the reruns. Like I remember watching Mash originally. 
Oh, yes. Um, see, it's it's kind of it's kind of like a family thing. Like my grandmother loved the show, my mom loved the show, half my family loves it. So like I find I watched it as a kid. Like I always knew that was time for me to go to bed because I would hear the rerun start on TV, um, and I always knew that was the time for me to go to sleep. So I'm finally like rewatching it as an adult, and I'm adoring it. And I was having this conversation with my mom. I said, "Man, you know, everybody who watches this show wants to be Hawkeye, but I'm afraid that I'd be Radar." <laughs> Hey, that, it's funny you say that because that is exactly what I was picturing. And that is such a compliment, though, because Radar was, like, my favorite character on there because, I mean, he was, I just loved Radar. He was hilarious. Um, I loved him. I loved that show. Um, it was so fun. They don't make TV sitcoms like they used to. I mean, there's a few good yeah. ones on, but not like it used to be. Um yeah, MASH was one of the good ones. Um, well, I'm re-watching it now. Like, I watched it before I became an actor and got into, like, watching good content. So now that I'm watching it as an adult, I'm realizing that is the only show I've ever seen that really towed the line of still being a comedy but touching really, really depressing subjects yeah. very elegantly. And I yeah. just, I, I love it when you can do that. Agreed. You know. Agreed. Okay, aside from MASH, if there was a TV show, past or present, that you could be a part of, what would it be? Uh, uh, Doctor Who or Peaky Blinders, one or the other. Okay. I'm, I'm a British TV show kid. Okay, I was going to say, I'm not familiar with either one of those. If you're going to watch one, watch Peaky Blinders. It's fantastic. It just ended. It's beautiful. Made me cry. Peaky Blinders? Yes, yes, it's it's awesome. It's it's a it's a nineteen twenties uh British gangster show. It's fantastic. Okay, I'm gonna have to check those out. I'm not familiar with either one, but you said it's a they're British shows. So yeah. All right. So my my business partner Rachel will probably know what those are because she's from the UK, so she'll probably know what those are. But I'm not familiar with either. Okay, weird. All right. So more fun fact questions then. Um, since you're a songwriter. What song is there out there, past, present, whichever, any genre, what song do you wish you had been the writer of? Ooh, I actually have a good one for this. Uh, my family comes from uh, Kentucky. Ooh. And what part? We, have a lot of, we have a lot of family members that like worked in coal mines, and it's a big part of our history, like my personal history. And we have friends, like friends of the family that work there to this day. So if I ever had a song that I wish I would have written, it would be You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive. I love the Loretta Lynn version. I love the, or uh, Patty Loveless. I think it's Patty Loveless. Um, and I love the, the Brad Paisley more modern version. It is just a beautifully haunting song that I, it gives me goosebumps just to think about. Okay. So whose version do you like the best? You said Loretta, Patty, and I think I think it, I think it's I think it might be Patty Lovis that did it. I cannot remember who. Yeah. Um I don't know. I'm a sucker. I don't want to lose my country music card. I don't want to pick one of like a modern artist over one of the most amazing country artists of all time. But I grew up with the Brad Paisley version, and there's something about his version that is very just the way his voice is in it, and I've always really been a fan of his music. I would probably have to go with that. Okay. All right. I got that. All right. Kind of along those same lines, 
Um, do you have a dream co-writing partner? If you could co-write with anyone, whether it's a songwriter, a singer, whatever, do you have like someone that you would love to just co-write with? Uh, yeah, probably any of the guys from, from Old Crow Medicine Show. I'm a huge bluegrass fan and I adore them. I, Ever since Wagon Wheel, they've been doing nothing but fantastic music. Either them or uh, the lead singer from Turnpike Troubadours. He writes some amazing music. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay. What about a duet partner, male or female? Hmm. Duet partner. I, uh, would it be cliche to say Dolly Parton? I think that's every little country boy's dream to sing with. <laughs> no, I've actually never had... I'm not going to say never. In my recent memory, I've not had anybody say Dolly Parton. Which is shocking to wow. me. Because she is freaking amazing. Yeah. yeah. She's I, an icon. Right there. And I think, oh my God, your voice and her. Yeah. I could totally see okay. that. I love it. Yeah. I could totally. Oh. That would be amazing. I would, you're naming some amazing artists here, like as far as co-writes and duets. Okay. All right, let's take this one step further. You're going to go on tour. It's your tour. It's your fantasy tour. Mm -hmm. All right. And you get to take four artists with you. Any genre, dead or alive, doesn't matter. It's fantasy tour we're planning here. I choose a life. Okay. So two female, two male. Who are you taking with you? Okay. Do they have to be famous? No. Mm -mm. Okay. So the first obvious choice is the guy who is like my mentor who taught me everything I know about country music, uh, Greg Irwin. We already have like a personal plan that if, if either of us makes it big, we're opening for each other because he's like the most amazing guy in the world. Um, and so him, you said two male, two female? Yep. Let's see. Greg Irwin, I'd have to choose, I have to choose a famous guy. I'd have to say probably like Tyler Childers, maybe. Okay. And female, I would choose, so let's see. Loretta Lynn, and I'd have to go Dolly Parton again. Oh, okay. All right. So I want to, I want a mix of all of the different decades of country music just well let's avoid the early 2000s let's let's leave that behind <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry Miranda you were a close pick no dice I'm noticing with the guys like you're a little bit more modern but with the women you're more old school country is that yeah I my favorite old school country was mostly women country artists. I think that, I think my problem is because back in the day, women country artists, literally they wrote about everything. And now it kind of feels like lady country artists have pushed themselves into a corner with stereotypes. And every single female country song is about a breakup or getting together with somebody. And not every song needs to be about hooking up with someone. I just, I, there's so much to being Southern. That's my problem There's with most modern music. Yeah. I'm sorry. I talked over you. What did you say? I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. Um, I said that's my problem with most modern, like, 
mainstream country music because even my modern artists are people like Tyler Childers who are more indie. But uh, my problem with most mainstream country is that they've taken all of what being Southern is and just narrowed it down to a stereotype of bonfire, big truck, pretty women party. And it's like, there's so much more than that. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Now, since the finale was just last night, have you been watching American Song Contest? I have not. You did not. Okay. I didn't know. Like, it's almost like 50-50. Either people are Eurovision fans and they watched American Song Contest and they loved it or they've never heard of it. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't know if you had watched that or not. I wonder because a lot of songwriters kind of really got into it because it is about original songs versus like yeah. American Idol or The Voice where you have to do a lot of cover songs and you don't always get to do your original music. Um, yeah. The only thing I know about Eurovision is like 10 years ago, there was that dude who played the saxophone and I remember that video very fondly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, do you That's play other instruments aside from the guitar? Yes. I play guitar, banjo, ukulele, mandolin, a little bit of harp, some concertina, tin whistle. I'm trying to get better at piano. And I used to play uh, fiddle, but I suck at it now. And I started as a drummer. Why am I not surprised at that long list of instruments that you play? Why am I not surprised? Dude, you are so freaking talented. That's crazy. Okay, now I know, like, going way back, way back, like, 45 minutes ago in the show, um, when you were talking about how you um, obviously wrote the song, you did a lot of the instrumentation yourself. Um, so did you, and correct me if I'm wrong, did you say you produced the songs yourself? Um, it depends. Broken and Annabelle, I did everything myself. So, uh, literally, I was here one night. I wrote both those songs. It came the same way. I was at the house. I was bored. I had too much whiskey. I wrote a song, went upstairs, sang the song, recorded the song, and then put it through, like, you know, different editing softwares and then put it on. Okay, so did you play all the dis different instruments in the song? Did you add all that in, like, piece by piece, or did you have other people involved? Uh, Broken and Annabelle was all just me. Yeah, I did piece by piece. Jeez, that, wow. Okay, I'm not a musician. I'm not, I can't sing. I can't play a single thing. I can't do any of that. Almost two I, of us. I, hush. But I do get the concept slightly of how like a song is put together. And so for mm. you to do all of those individual pieces yourself what i had a lot of time on my hands Gee, like man i'm impressed that is like jeez you did that on annabelle and broken both yes Because you wanted to? Yeah, That's yeah. It was, it, was, it, was like, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was bored, and there was nothing good on Netflix, typical. So I just went upstairs. <laughs> oh, let me just produce these songs and do everything because I'm bored and have nothing else to do. Oh, my God. The funny thing, 
the fun so the funny thing is i i had uh i had already written broken but i had never recorded it but i literally like i had texted my mom that i had gotten home from a gig that night and i told her i said okay well i'm home i'm going to bed love you and then i couldn't sleep so then i wrote annabelle then i was like okay well that's not enough so then i decided to record annabelle then i decided to put annabelle and broken onto a thing together then i decided to make the album art then I decided to post it all. And then my mom woke up at like 10 o'clock the next morning to me saying, hey, um, I just put together a single. So post this on like all the social media you can because I just released two songs. <laughs> you did the Wait, 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 wait. Back up. You did this all in one night? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That you do, do, all right, you're, you're sitting there like, okay, I'm so glad that my podcast, when this comes out as a podcast, it's not just going to be audio. People will have the choice to watch this or just listen to it. People, I want you to watch this if you're just listening. Because Hunter's sitting there like, mm, yeah, no big deal. Y'all need to realize that that's like a big deal. Okay, like put that into an hour perspective for me. How many hours did that take you to do? Let's see. So songwriting is the quickest part of it. Um, so I wrote Annabelle. I think that took about like 15, maybe 20 minutes. And then I made sure I had it down pat. And then I went upstairs and I recorded Broken. Broken took... I, Putting all the sound system and stuff together probably took another, like, 30 minutes, maybe. So we're probably at 45 minutes now. Uh, Broken took two takes to record, so add six minutes to that. Annabelle, I did in one take, and I'm super proud of it. And then, of course, I added the other stuff after. Um, so maybe just say another hour for that. So an hour, 45, and then maybe 30 minutes to put the album art together. So two hours and 15 minutes. I do, I'm bad at math. I think something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So in the time that it takes most people to possibly just write one song, you not only wrote two songs, but you wrote... No, Broken was already written. Broken was already written. I just wrote Annabelle that night. <laughs> okay. So, but you, you wrote, recorded, produced, did the artwork for two songs. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Okay. You are like mega, mega talented. And that is totally insane. And I am totally impressed. And this, you have got such a crazy, amazing career ahead of you. And I am going to message Jill as soon as we get off the phone and be like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sending Hunter my way. Because this has been such a fun, and we're not done because you're singing again before we get off here. But this has been such a fun time getting to know you and hear all these little fun facts about you from your artistry and singing and all the instruments that you play to beekeeping and scuba diving and that people die more from cows than they do sharks and all these little fun facts that you know that is just, you are such a fun person. Like you would be somebody that I want to hang out with because if I was having a bad day, undoubtedly, 
you would put a smile on my face and make me laugh. You are such a fun and interesting, entertaining guy all the way around. You are so well, Thank you. That means yeah. a lot, actually. <laughs> I mean, you are just a bright spot in the day for sure. I mean, I have been like, running around the last couple of days like a chicken with my head cut off because I've got so much to do. I'm going out of town um, tomorrow for a few days and to Kentucky, actually. Um, we have a lake house, or I say we, I, it's my dad's lake house, but it's a family lake house. Um, so going there. Oh, uh, where at? Where at, if you don't mind? Um, on Barron River Lake in Scottsville, uh -huh. near Bowling Green. Uh, my family grew up uh, at uh, Lake Barkley, so. What's that near? I'm not too familiar with Uh, Katie's, Kentucky, uh, Hopkinsville area-ish. I don't know. Uh, my geography sucks. Um, so is mine. I think, without having to pull up a map, mm, if somebody's better at geography than me that's watching us, I think we are about an hour south of Lexington. Yeah, I think Bowling Green is pretty close to Central City, so it's not. Yeah. Well, I know. It, we're it's all in the same state. From Nashville. <laughs> we're only like an hour from Nashville. Okay. Yeah. So I know you said your family's from Kentucky. Are you from originally from Kentucky as well? No, I was born and raised in Georgia from a one red light town without the red light. That's right, Georgia. Hey, I, fun fact. Okay. See, we're, we're, we have things in common. I lived in Gainesville, Georgia for a little while, as well as Lawrenceville, Georgia for a little while. Oh, cool. I was uh, born and raised in a town called Lowell. I don't even think it's on a map. We had a gas station. That's it. Uh, and when I moved out, I moved to Noonan. So I actually have like a town. I know where that is. Okay. Are you still in Georgia now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Noonan right now. This, oh, okay. I'm in All right. Well, you're not, you're actually not too, too terribly far away from me. I'm in North Carolina, actually, so um, not too far away from me. I know exactly where that's at. Um, and the great thing about music today is in this social media age, you don't have to be in Nashville to make it in music, especially when you know how to do all the things that you know how to do. Um, so do you have any hopes, desires to make the move to Nashville, or are you planning on staying in Georgia? So um, I'm, I have a lot of gigs coming up in Nashville. I, uh, I'm working with some people. I think I'm going to be trying to get in at uh, Tootsie's, Kid Rock's Place, and a couple other places up there. Yeah. Uh, but I want to I move up there. Like, not move up there, but I want to, like, sing up there. Yeah. But I don't ever want to live in Nashville. I'm always afraid that, like, Nashville is where country artists go to die. And... I, I like I like being in Georgia because there's a big enough music scene here that I'm pretty well known around the area. Like I've, I've I'm getting noticed at like Walmart and stuff now, which is really cool and strange. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to go to Nashville and be and tell somebody like, oh yeah, I'm a country music singer. And they're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah get in line. Oh, so we're the last twenty other people. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, that's the great thing about today's world and social media you don't have to be in Nashville to be a music artist you can literally do it from anywhere I mean look you're in Georgia I'm in North Carolina and we're doing this show today so um 
you don't have to be so hey if it's working for you it's working for you and with your talents you can literally be anywhere and make it work so um thank you so much for everything today this has been a total blast i am gonna let you finish think finish the show off with another song um i think i know which one you're gonna do because you said it wasn't gonna be broken or annabelle so yeah i'm gonna let you tell us about this one and in the show out with another hunter flanagan song take it away all right so this song is the first song that i ever got recorded and i actually got this one recorded by professionals you can tell the difference if you go to my page uh if you go to my spotify pandora app music anywhere music is sold uh you will definitely be able to tell because this song had one of the most amazing electric guitar players i've ever heard uh tc ray i swear he will he would put hendrix to shame he is fantastic um those are fighting words <laughs> so i wrote this song in the middle of 2020 when everything was happening all at once and uh i woke up one morning to check the weather of all things because that's what i do for fun apparently i'm 60 years old um but another fun fact I, I, yeah i i couldn't take it anymore uh so i wrote this song about 2020 and originally it was going to be a really slow sad somber tune but then i said you know we've had enough sad stuff this year so screw it and then i put it to a johnny cash beat so i'm in the world going to hell all right I turned on the news this morning. Same way my day always starts off. I saw pandemics, protests, and political war. Same say I turned my TV off. And it's probably too late to change it to form in the black. I used to be an optimist when I'm passing back. I don't know how you're doing, but me, I'm doing fine. Both going to hell and so am I. say the future is in the cards. I say we are still too soon I don't know if I should laugh or cry or fall or hell. Just get it all. I never was a old man. It's probably too late to change it, so for me, the last. And I used to be an optimist, well, I'm passing back. And I don't know how you're doing, but me, I'm doing fine. We're going to hell and so am I. This country's more divided than ever. I can't even shake a dog. Hi everybody, all the people that are still on the call. It's probably too late, changing the form in the class. And I used to be an optimist, well, all that's in the past. And I don't know how to do it, but me, I'm doing fine. I'm gonna feel it's all mine. 
Hunter, you are such a bright light. You are so fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and just making me laugh hysterically. I don't know that anybody has made me cry like you did in the beginning and then laugh throughout the show like you have. So Yeah, I'm on the roller coaster. What can I say? <laughs> exactly. I mean, hey, I am an emotional roller coaster. So, I mean, hey, you amazing thank you so much you were so much fun such an amazing young man just as a songwriter as a human um it's been so much fun getting to know you um please come back on the show again um in the future thank anytime you. yeah if i'm allowed back i'll be back most of the time i'm not allowed back on these shows no you are definitely allowed back you are officially a part of the route 66 family so anytime you want to come back let me know Hey, when you get ready to put out um, your grandma's song, you let me know, okay? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm probably gonna be getting it recorded really, really soon. So yeah. Um, yeah, I want to do a future release on that song. That is amazing. Um, absolutely love that song. It is a beautiful tribute to her and all the grandmas out there. So that that is absolutely beautiful. You did your family proud on that one. Absolutely. Thank you. So, thank you so, so much. And everyone that tuned in and watched live with us, thank you all so much. Those that will watch the replay, thank y'all as well. I hope you all have a wonderful Tuesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most of all, be kind to each other.